What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Red Card Radio News episode, uh, where we try and bring you the most concise, up-to-date news stories in the world of European football. Uh, a little bit of bias towards England, but we like to get into some European news stories like, you know, farmers and plumbers, you know, picking grapes and whatnot right down there in, in Italy and things like that. Right, Sean? Yeah, we'll, have a, we'll have a Champions Brad, you and I will have a Champions League draw here to talk about in just a week or two, I believe. <laughs> Joke's on you. I've got a Europa League draw. You guys are involved in that, so everyone knows the Europa League's the real competition. I think I don't think they draw that till Tuesday, till Thursday, so you'll have to wait a couple of days. No. They, they, wait, they, wait, 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 I don't, does Ronaldo know that football is played on Thursdays? Probably not. Probably not. But Ronaldo's not going to be at United much longer anyway. Um, okay. So news stories, uh, that's not breaking news. Red card radio has no specific firsthand knowledge that Cristiano Ronaldo won't be at Manchester United. It's just an assumption. I think he's going. Oh lose. yeah. No, we do. Cause Elon Musk is shipping his ass to LAFC. Yeah, breaking news. Elon Musk uh, did tweet out that he wants, that he's going to buy Manchester United. His exact quote was you're welcome. Uh, to whom I don't know, but we'll see. Okay, is he going to use is he going to use Doge to buy it? He might. Doge is going to the moon. All right. So talking points. Things are getting into. We we do want to have a kind of a conversation about VAR and England because there were some uh, some interesting VAR situations this week in England. Um, if you're unaware, um, then uh, we have to, we have to talk about Manchester United, and not in the sense that we are trying to pile on to Manchester United, but they are a footballing institution and. Uh, it seems like they have been meandering for the last uh, 10 years. So what's going on there? And then we have an interesting story coming out of France um, about somebody who is a very good footballer that we want to talk about. But that- Late entry I didn't put in that we did neglect. What did we neglect? We neglected last last uh, pod. Oh, what? Nottingham Forest first win in the Premier League in 23 years. I, we didn't neglect wrong. that. No, it was said. I said check. It was said, but we didn't talk about it. True. I mean, true. well, we we don't got to break it down. I'm just saying we got we didn't point that out. Yeah, big up to the forest. Big up to the yeah. forest. Oh no, welcome back. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's their 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 call sign or their nickname, but big up to them. Uh, one of the founding members of the Premier League, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Old school. Welcome the back. Original, and the original London team to be the uh, European trophy winners. True. This is true. Until Chelsea came along. Uh, that does not stop them being the original, Brad. They're in fucking uh, Original and only. Sorry. Original Brad, and only. You just, you say things and you say. Sorry. I meant I, original and only. My bad. I forgot a word. I do that sometimes. We know this. Yeah, this guy. All right. We're talking about VAR. So the reason why we're talking about VAR is I think specifically, uh, in regards to the Chelsea Spurs match. If you're not familiar with that match, I would invite you to go check out the extended highlights on YouTube or jump on Peacock if you're in America and watch that match. It was a very fun match. Lots of interesting uh, storylines that we're not going to dig into. If you are interested in finding out what our thoughts were on the uh, on that match, if you wait till the end of the video, you you should get a link to that to that. Pre, that review episode we just posted yesterday, and you can uh, you can check out our thoughts on the uh, United Brentford game and the Chelsea Spurs game. Um, but definitely check it out there, or watch the highlights, or watch the game. But so specifically, well, all three, all three, yeah, do all three. Leave us a comment as well, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, especially, yeah, if you're new here and this is the first time you stumbled upon this, we would really appreciate it if you like, comment, subscribe, do all those things. It would certainly make your life very convenient, right, Sean? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, oh, it, it oh. would. 
It would, I don't think it would. I think I think you'd be mildly inconvenienced uh, yeah. by having Anthony Taylor as your referee and uh, Mike Dean as the VAR. You're just going to pile onto this, aren't you? All week long. He is a broken record. All right. I think you have a comment about Mike Dean. I think that the, I think that you have some beef there. Um, I, I think I actually did hear today, though, that he has been relieved of any VAR duties for match week three. Um, I think I saw that. I have to double check. Don't quote me on that, but it might be true. OK, so context. Um, there was a hair pulling situation at the end of the Chelsea Spurs game. Christian Romero pulls Mark Allegedly. Uh, Mark Cucurella's hair um, in a some might describe it a violent manner. Um, other might allegedly it, some might describe it as a playful. Uh, I forget. Ex- I forget exactly how you described it on the last playful bedroom, playful bedroom type hug. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Um, so Anthony Taylor doesn't call a foul on the field. Literally anyone with eyes who's watching sees that that's violent conduct and is like, okay, VAR has to intervene and have has to award a red card. Like anyone with eyes and has watched more than two minutes of literally any sport, any sport in the world. Um, looks at that and says, okay, that's, that's not okay. Um, VAR doesn't intervene. And so Spurs go on on the very next play to score a goal, tie the game. And in my estimation, Spurs should have never been able to take that penalty, take that corner kick because there was a foul on, on Cucurella. And a red card. <sighs> yes. Um, and so we are two weeks into the league season and we have already had this egregious error, this blunder. Um, in the past, English's, England, excuse me, the implementation of VAR in England got off to a very rocky start. Um, it traditionally takes a very long time compared to the other European leagues to get calls from the VAR to the ref, to the board, you know, all that stuff. It generally takes a while. So England is slow. They also... Um, and to 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 their credit, to VAR's credit in England this year, we haven't been seeing this a lot, but um, but they they haven't been many offside issues. Offside has been dealt with a lot better, so that's an improvement this year. But it always seems like we have to come back and talk about VAR because of something, some incident, someone feels aggrieved. I, I'm sure at some point I'm going to get annoyed at VAR for them not not doing something. Um, I mean, I think they. I think that they missed an obvious penalty in the Arsenal game this week. Um, they overturned a dive on Jamie Vardy in the Arsenal match. So, like Jamie Vardy dove and got awarded a penalty um, in the flow of play, and then VAR overturned it. it. It was funny. Did you see his wry smile? He he knew he yeah. he knew he didn't get contacted when they when they overturned it. He just kind of smirked and went back to his position. Ramsdale didn't know. Ramsdale wasn't sure because they were talking, and Ramsdale like if Ram- Ramsdale was pretty sure, but he wasn't sure. But so. Anyway, so they overturned that. They got that right. But then I think uh, obviously um, later in the match in like the 80th minute or so, uh, Jesus got kicked in the box that uh, wasn't called. Uh, Anyway, so like that's one that I feel like we had already won the game, but that's another one that I think that Arsenal that they missed for Arsenal. Um, But this one seems really bad because with the hair pull, it obviously is violent conduct. Um, And here's what uh, here's where I'm going to take. this. Why? Why? Yeah. Take take it away. I'm going to take it this way because you guys are arguing with the construct. You you are not happy with the constructs of VAR, the reasons for X, Y, and Z and the length it takes. 
Mike Dean shouldn't take the brunt. Anthony Taylor shouldn't take the brunt. What should take the brunt should be the constructs of how VAR is executed and why VAR is executed. Okay. Because in in the rules that Mike Dean has to operate within, he is not allowed to award anything out of that VAR room that results in what was it, a free kick or yeah. a red card. But they have four specific no, things they're allowed well, to do. Well, no, no, a red card he's allowed to do. It's a free if it kick. It's a red so, card. Yeah. So a free kick and a yellow card. I'm sorry, I misspoke. So if you take that and 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 bring it to this situation, I don't think that's a red card. <clears throat> Honestly, I was trolling earlier. It's definitely a foul. Uh, it's it's 100% a foul. If you take that and you remove the hair, say he's bald, and there's a pull on the shoulder or a elbow to the stomach, that happens on every corner. That's true. It, just shirt because pull. there's hair shirt involved, pull. it... Yeah, shirt pull. It looks more egregious because it's the hair. So that had to be taken into consideration. When you also consider there had been fouls earlier in the game that were more physical and only awarded yellows. Go back to Reese James tackling Sun because he got past him. He got a yellow for that. That is the correct play. Things like that that resulted in a yellow. How can you say those more physical uh, interactions were a yellow, but now this shirt pull, if the guy's bald, is now a red card. Shirt because pull. Uh, yeah, if I, the guy was bald, I, what I'm I'm saying, remove the hair. It, it, it was sure. it was not it was nothing more that happens on any other any other corner kick, probably for the top three flights in in England. That's yeah, yes, lie, okay. I, I I agree with you. I think that the, like there's always instances of shirt pulling of of elbowing of jostling jostling things like that i agree grabbing a shoulder pulling yeah, him turning around i'll give you that there's there's that on literally every corner on every set piece i'll give you that i disagree with the with the assessment that a hair that hair pulling is equatable to a shirt pull i just i i, I fundamentally disagree with that personally i think uh, I, that's a hundred percent a red card and a foul <laughs> I think that foul was a yellow all day. Happened, in every single aspect that this happened, a foul has been given. That's not true. And that's not. I have I have firsthand knowledge. Um, I don't. I forget who it happened, but well, Gwen Doozy for Arsenal had his hair pulled in a similar manner, and a it, foul was given. Free a, kick was given. A card was not given. Yeah, well, that was the only time a card had not been given. Yeah, it should have been a red card because it's violent conduct. Correct. Um, I agree. If you're pulling someone's hair, I think that's that's violent conduct. Personally, it's not two foots into. It's not a two footed studs up into the knee challenge. But I think it's violent conduct. It's it's not a footballing play. It's it's dangerous. It's legitimately dangerous. You could very well injure someone. I don't I don't agree with the assessment that Romero pulled his head into the ground, like pulled his head off his shoulders. Like that's they Chelsea fans have made this salacious. I disagree. They've made it very I, salacious. Is Cucurella injured? No. Okay. So that but he could have been. I think that's, I think what hit the ground like a. Like a I think actor. what Romero did is more violent than what Kane used to do with his backups. Oh, you're like so making wrong the player about that. Fall over. You're so wrong about that. No, that's... Kane had but, people landing on their necks, bro. Hey, so um, um I didn't know you guys reviews. had. I didn't know you guys had watched the entire 30 year history of the Premier League. Every game, all 38 games for every team to know every time that a hair has gotten tugged no, no. on the entire pitch. No, I don't. No, need no, to, no. I didn't no. realize so you guys went through the. I scrolled through the ESPN article where they go over like the big VAR decisions and whether they were good or not. Um, 
And they say that should have been a red card and should have not been allowed. I, I, I don't. But they also ES, put this into. Hold ES, on a second. I want to read ES, this sentence. ESPN's stupid from, anyway. I agree. I want to read this sentence. They are, and I want to read the sentence to show that. So do, I don't know Holman if I said this. this if I, I don't know if I said this in like the pre in the pre-show meeting or if I said this on the review. But last year, Aspilicueta had a foul 47 seconds before we scored a goal, and it was called back because of that foul. ESPN's um, foul on uh, Benteker on Havertz. Not we foul. can cover the possible foul by Benteker very quickly. It came, but if it was reviewable or not, it came 44 seconds before the goal, and there's no way the VAR will get involved in an incident so far back. But three seconds further, and it did. Um, just saying. And then there, I forgot this part on that goal was the offsides of Richarlison, who was in the way of Mendy. He's in the line of sight of the goalie. I think that you could make that argument in, in different situations more forcefully. Richarlson is he is in an offside position, but he is almost like 20 yards. He's like 18 yards away from Mendy. He's very far away from Mendy. Mendy can clearly see around him like like like. It, it's I, I I disagree. I I saw Ben Foster today on on his podcast saying arguing how that's how that's offside. How Richarlson obviously unsighted Mendy and how it's offside, but that's a goalkeeper defending a goalkeeper. Like I don't think that's offside. If you're calling that as offside, I'm I think that that is a a Pandora's box that we're never going to close. Here, here's here's the borderline of it. Here's the gray area. He has clear line of sight of Hoiberg. That's that's and Richarlson and the defender are to the right. He has clear line of sight. However, Hoiberg inside outs it to the side post. So it goes around both of them. Yeah. So he would lose it. So here's the gray area of it. Yes, Richarlson would then have blocked at least part of the flight path, but so does the defender. He's right behind. So he's losing the ball at some point in that flight path anyway. I, I just, I, 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 he's so far away. I don't think that's, I don't personally think it's, I'm not a goalkeeper. But, but, but none I of think, it was reviewed. I think we're getting into the weeds a little bit. I, I think my main point about VAR in England is it seems to me that the VAR officials are more interested in protecting the match officials than they are about specifically getting the call right. I think that Mike Dean looks at the situation with uh, Cucurella and Romero and finds any possible way to not review it. I think that yes. he I think that he is looking for a reason not to review it rather than looking to get the call right. And I think he's doing that out of deference for Anthony Taylor. He doesn't want Anthony Taylor to look bad. And then then there is plausible deniability of, well, Anthony Taylor didn't see it, and then he can say that the VAR wasn't allowed to to intervene. I think that English referees are more interested in 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 protecting the the their homies than they are about getting the call right a thousand percent i would like to I, i'm proposing that we do a round robin var situation where the uh we just the var gets gets looked at by one week it's the spanish refs next week it's the italian refs then it's the german refs then it's the french refs and then it goes it just goes around your var is never handled by your own by your own country get it get it passed around that's interesting i don't mind that I think that is a good way to fix it. Send it to UEFA. Let UEFA handle all VAR. I mean, no, no, I, that, I don't like UEFA. Screw UEFA. I, I like my, the, I like my plan of letting the other countries handle it personally. The, uh, yes. but, then, but then James, you know what that's going to draw, right? What? 
in about five years from now, Brad having some stat about every time Italian refs review our VAR, they've got a vendetta against Chelsea. It wouldn't be Italian because we give them $100 million and the player back. Yeah, it wouldn't be them. It'd That's be, true. I don't know. Who, that is true. Who, might, I don't know. It might be Spain. Be it might be Spain. Yeah, it might be those Barcelona refs. Oh, yeah. Screwing guys over again. Yeah. Then we get a stat about how much, how many times they get screwed over by the Spain VAR refs. So if 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 you're if you're watching this and you are a soccer fan, a football fan, uh, what do you think about English VAR? What do you think about Spanish VAR, Italian VAR? If those are the the leagues that you watch, tell us in the comments. Um, do you think that the English VAR is actually that bad? Um, I'd love to hear other other comments. I think we're kind of an echo chamber a little bit between the three of us about VAR because I think we all dislike it and. We don't dislike it. We think that England does it poorly. And so I'd love to hear some other opinions. Um, our next our next topic that we want to kind of t- cover a little bit is Manchester United. Um, they finished last season on their lowest point total ever in the Premier League, 58 points. And they have gotten off to a blistering start this season. Two games played and they have zero points and they've got Liverpool next. They will probably play three games and get no points in the league. Not score a goal. Um, not, we'll score one goal on the own goal, right? Oh. That, that's what you guys, I was I was wrong yeah, about that goal. in the review show. But they have. Yeah, their, they, goal, their goal of the month will be their own Brighton. goal. Yeah. So, so, so it, they have a new manager in Eric Ten Hag. Do they like they have American owners that literally are universally hated by all Manchester United fans? Um, how how do they? It, what are what's their ambition for this season? How do they get out of this? Like what what are they looking to accomplish this year? Because if I think if you ask Manchester United fans coming into this season, they were really um, high on Eric Ten Hag and they thought that they would finish in the top four because of Ten Hag. I, I don't think any I don't think any United supporter is saying that now. Yeah, but I think this season, like they wanted Champions League and they thought it'd be Champions League. I think this season is to clean out the Deadwood. Yeah. I think every manager that's come in there has said, we need to clean out the Deadwood of this team. It's just, it's dragging it down. I would agree with you in principle. Do you think that the Glazers, the American owners of Manchester United, will give Ten Hag the time? that he needs to, to write the ship. What else can they do? Right. So like we asked, so do you remember when Arteta was failing in Arsenal? No. Like it happens every season, right? It happens every season when like, there's just a long lost streak and you're like, well, if we got rid of him, who do we bring in? I don't, I don't remember this, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's on the pod. If we went back and listened last yeah, year, it, we talked about, it wasn't last year. It was, the it, year it was the year before. Right. It was coming into that season. It was, well, if we get rid of him, where do we go? Yeah, they staking, Tuchel staking, Pep staking, Klopp staking. Like now they're going on to the next generation. I mean, I guess you could. Sorry, I guess you could bring in Pochettino. That that had, the Pochettino is the ever present link at Manchester United. Um, but does that fix anything? I don't think, I don't think, think so. he's a fit there. I don't think he's a fit there. He was dreadful at PSG. He's not good at managing stars that Manchester United want. Yes, well, their so fans want. Their fans want. But He's so not you, have managing most, you have the most experience with Pochettino or any of the players that are there currently. Can they play his system, play his style? No, because his style is passion and they don't give a shit. I get that. So, so, but so this, let's start at the back, right? Cause I think it was we want to say right? that was never going to work. 
Yeah, you but, can't pay you can't pay Mbappe seven hundred thousand dollars a week and expect him to work hard because because he likes you. That's true. true. That is true. <laughs> he's, he's either he's either going to work hard because he wants to work hard, or he's not going to work hard because f you and there's nothing you can do about it. And he's still going to cash his check regardless. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, we can get to him in a minute, but but let's do this. So, are is are the Glazers going to sell? No. Why would they? Apparently, United is a cash cow for them. I don't know. Apparently, I read recently that they set an they set an asking price, like they set a price for what they would accept for a Manchester. United. Yeah, they 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 feel the pressure, and they're like, "All right, well, here's the start of the negotiation. If you guys want it, if someone wants to offer us six billion dollars, then we'll take it, or something like that, right? I mean, like they take a twenty four million dollar dividend every year. I think I would take six billion right now instead of a, yeah. you know, because not like then you just. Because all they do is just sell sell United and then buy Barcelona for. <laughs> well, I mean the thing about, I mean, the thing about that. So, so they the Glazers did a, a leverage takeover of United and then saddled the club with the debt. So it's not even like the Glazers own the debt anymore. If if they and they didn't even pay for it, they didn't even pay for United. No. Honestly, so you know if they, United paid for United, yeah, exactly. So if uh, if the Glazers sell, I don't even think that they have to repay that debt. So they they can just walk away with all the money i i'm not i don't i might be wrong about that someone asked swiss ramble i don't know but um like yeah i think this is a really tenuous situation for united so right okay so we'll give it like a 15 to 20 percent chance they sell yeah all right so that's we we did this earlier when we went down team by team but like now we're into the season uh is should De Gea still be the starter hell no who else do, to, do you cancel? Do you cancel the forest loan? I don't just know. I don't know. If pay force whatever it was. I don't know if you can, but they, yeah, Dean Henderson should be the goalkeeper for Manchester United. And I, I think Dean Henderson knew that there was going to be a salt like, like a Ten Hag was going to keep him just in case things went south with De Gea. And then, so that's why he got out because if Ten Hag saw him playing the way that Dean Henderson's playing, like it's a really tough conversation of a reason to keep De Gea in that net. Well, I mean, but they don't have anybody else, so you have so De Gea is staying in goal. Yes. Here's my question: Why is there a child on their back line? And I'm not talking about Luke Shaw. You're talking about why Martinez. is Martinez? Yes. Where is Varane that they spent all that money on last year? Yeah, is he so? So here's here's a real question. Not it's a real question. Would you consider him a bigger flop than Lukaku? No. No. He costs le- less than half, and uh, he he is United's best center back. United, but are- he's not playing. So how how can you say that if okay. he's on the bench? But so United are in an impossible. So so Lissandra Martinez is Eric Ten Hag's guy. They play. Okay. He was his guy at Ajax, um, and so he was like, "I'm going to bring my guy in. He knows my system. He is going to help me build out from the back." And he may still do that. I think he does that at left back, though. Um, but of course, but he got yeah, yeah. So so Varane got benched for Martinez. I thought Varane was injured coming into the season or coming into the postseason or into the preseason. I might be wrong about that, but I thought he was recovering from an injury that he sustained at the end of last year. Um, and so I think that it's a match fitness thing for Varane. Um, I think that we will see, if if Lissandro Martinez is still starting over Varane in two in in three months. And Varane is just riding the bench. That's a different conversation. But I think Varane starts against Liverpool. Um, but is he a bigger flop than Lukaku? Absolutely not. There's no way. Chelsea Chelsea gave Inter 90, Chelsea still got- 92 million euros to, to, to 
get it to get Lukaku out of here. Like to <laughs> right, but we also got top four with Lukaku, and United ended up in uh, what Europa? Yeah, they finished. Yeah, they sixth. got Europa. They finished sixth. So, yeah. well, but, Ten Hag, Ten Hag, this week is realizing that he doesn't get Floof Waffle FC next week. <laughs> he's got Liverpool. Like he's just like the moment of realization of oh shit, this is every week is coming. But like Ben Me bodied that defense. Ben Me would body the entire Edervice. Edervizen. It's okay. Edervizen. Whatever. It's okay. I was close. Yeah. Yeah. Edelweiss is a uh, is a song. Like, like this is like so he would he would be the, the he's immediately the best defender in that league. Um, they've spent they spent pep money on the defense and it still needs to be fixed. <laughs> pep money on the defense. No, no, they no they haven't. First pep, of all, no they haven't. Pep spent like two hundred and fifty million pounds on just like half uh, halfbacks, left and right backs. So they they right, spent but, they spent one hundred and sixty on center. They backs. spent like half a billion dollars. On 160 center backs. backs. They're at what? Liverpool has to be at what? 140? 130? On center no, backs? No, sorry. 115. Because Martinez was like 60. They're both like 60. You said, so you like said Liverpool. So you're talking about United. Yeah, yeah you're sorry. Mar- Martinez United. was like 60. Maguire was 80. Varane was 50. So yeah, okay. More than I think. Like 190. Oh, wait. That's, no, that's... I can't do math. But you yeah, know. Sh- Shaw wasn't that much. Sean I mean, he's Wan- like 40, 40, 50. Juan Pisaka was expensive, I think. Juan Pisaka was like 50. 60, 60, 60 yeah. yeah. Yeah, 50, English tax. It's obvious, oh. it's obvious that the United defense sucks. Um, I don't think any – they have the worst defense in the top eight. And I don't think it gets better in midfield. Like, yeah. I like Christian Eriksen, yeah. right? As far as Tottenham, former Tottenham players go, I like Christian Eriksen probably the best. I mean, he's football's um, child. Correct. He – he does the same thing. Well, he does it better than Bruno Fernandez, but he does the same role as Bruno Fernandez. You seen the meme really of you seen the meme of um, Iron Man showing his uh, yeah his glowing glowing heart to the bad guy, the bad guy in uh, the first Iron Man, and this yeah. is this is Christian Eriksen explaining to Ten Hag why he can't play a six. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. no, stop having me run all over this bitch. I'm a ten. And then, I play center right. attacking mid. But Fred and McTominay can't get it done. Fred and McTominay are trash. They need to go. I mean, so they, like, they need I think, to, they I don't think Martinez stay. goes to left back. I think Luke Shaw is decent enough that Martinez has a bigger impact in the middle of the pitch. I I, I, I like that line of thinking. I think it's a good line of thinking. Um, the front right. half, I don't like. Sancho has had more managers than goals. Yeah, that's weird. He yeah. needs he needs to start performing. I saw that. I saw that bashing Sancho. Is that more indicative of the club or him that he has more managers than goals? I think I, like, we'll I, think, I think that's bashing both, really. I think yeah. uh, I think that that's what our good friend Tamzid calls the Bundesliga tax. Is that like you, you players look good in in the Bundesliga and they come to England and they're not so good. Timo Werner scored like 11 minutes or something like that into his Bundesliga return. And it was and a great goal. It was a no, great goal. It was not a great I goal. I don't know. The, goal guys, keep, that, the goalkeeper should have saved it. It was it was come on. De Gea levels bad. Listen, there's a certain Asian Korean, Southern Korean on my team that I'm pretty happy with that came from the Bundesliga. So um, yeah, it, it, I think it might specifically be referring to English players, but um 
Oh, English players in oh English players in Germany. Actually, I got you. That's not true. There, I think the Bundesliga tax is literally good. is literally just uh the Bundesliga tax. But I don't know. Holland's doing okay. Yeah. Well, he only had two passes completed last week, so um. He had less yeah, touches in the game than I think Lukaku's like less least touches. I think we had a discussion where he had less. Like I think Lukaku was eight and Holland was six. Yeah. Um. Okay. But I don't. I, I don't think Holland's gonna be bad. If you're a Manchester, if you're a Manchester United supporter, what do you want to see done? I'd, I'd be. If you're not a Manchester United supporter, what do you think United should do? I'd be. I'd be really curious to hear. Um. Before we get out of here tonight, we have our our, our token European football story that we want to get into. I say token, but maybe next week we'll find a Juventus story. Um. To 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 uh, appease Will. Um. But there is this funny situation in the PSG match that that came up. Um. And I'll, I'll give you a little context for it uh, before we, we dig in a little deeper. But so uh, PSG are re- get the ball and Kylian Mbappe goes on a break. He goes on a tear and he's expecting a pass. He's about midfield when he realizes he's not getting the pass. And so he just stops running. the other way. And starts he's with, this way. It goes that way. Yeah. He starts. He's just dejected. He just starts walking and like meandering. And he just he gives up on the play. The play continues. And like 15 seconds later, there's a cross through the middle of the box that if there was any center forward there, maybe, I don't know, killing Mbappe, it would have been an easy goal and he's just not there. Um, so <laughs> this dude is on, uh, I don't know how much money he makes. It's an enormous amount of money. Um, but is he, he owns PSG? I think it is. And, and Mbappe should be one of the best players in the world. And he is one of the best players in the world, but is he going to be the reason why PSG can't get it done this year in the Champions League. Yes. You think you think so? Yes. I think Messi will try to carry them because Messi's having a good year. So Messi's far. like comfortable in Paris now. You know, he's used to what's happening. So yes, I think Mbappe is a hundred percent going to be the problem. Because <laughs> what because here's the thing, right? They pretty much said, Hey, you can pick the sporting director, you can pick the coach. Yeah. You can pick whatever you want, Mbappe. Just stay here. Don't go to Real. It'll be interesting to see if in two years when he does go to Real, um, if uh, if Paris get better, if, if PSG get better. It'll be interesting to see. They might, especially I mean, if there's anything left in that team, though. I mean, they'll just buy. They'll buy someone new, right? They'll go buy Harry Kane and uh, Bruno Fernandez and uh, Mason Mount, and they'll they'll make themselves a good team there. But yeah, I think that's uh, like Sean said. I, the cha- Do you know when the Champions League draw is happening, Sean? Off the top of your head? It's 10 days from today. So 10, whatever that is. 10 days from today. So August 26th is 10 days. A little spoiler for anyone who's paying attention. You're not listening to this on uh, the 16th, but it's eight days from when from when you're getting this podcast. <laughs> but Yes, yeah, so be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for that. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, that, of course, is always at KS Bradgy. Down below, that's at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I am at James Tiffany. Hit us up on Twitter collectively. We're at Red Card Radio. Red Card underscore Radio, and we would love to hear from you. Um, and we'll we'll check back tomorrow. We're going to be breaking down match week three in the Premier League. Uh, Ten matches there, and uh, can't miss it. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be great. So we'll see you in the comments, and we'll see you next time with uh with preview have a good one